Blog Talk Radio. It's going down. This is episode 23 of the Damage Report Live Radio. This is Jeff McConnell, a.k.a. Zen Rhino. I'm joined with my co-host, as always, Ted Check, the YouTube sensation. And joining us today also, we have internet uh, personality, MMA commentator, and fictional character, Tommy Toehold of The Tommy Toehold Show. So how's it going, guys? Hey, good. It's going very well. How you doing, there? Well, um, just uh, I want to, you know, going to have a little bit of information here about Tommy, and uh, we're going to have him talk about how the show began and um, some of the things uh, leading up to, say, uh, being on UFC Tonight, uh, his controversy with Mr. Uh, Thumbpoke, and uh, his website uh, information. Then we're going to get into some topics of the day. So it's not going to be too much of an interview uh, more of just uh, Ted and Tommy and myself uh, offering our views on current uh, events. Uh, you know, if you you know MMA, uh, you probably know who Tommy Toehold is. He has over 55,000 subscribers on YouTube, more than 11.5 million views for his videos. You can find him on tttts.com, where he affectionately says you can buy shit with his face on it. Um, how's it going, Tommy? Tell us about your uh, your show and what you do. Uh, hey, thanks for having me on, man. It's going really well. Um, yeah, so uh, the show kind of uh, just happened. Um, it, it was sort of an accident. You know, I, I was just wanting to get involved with the sport. Um, from a, a fan perspective, I was an English teacher for a little bit, and um, the school that I was working at had to, to do some budget cuts, and uh, they ended up getting rid of some of the younger teachers like me. And uh, as I was looking for other work, I started doing Tommy, and that is when Tommy suddenly became a job uh, eventually because it, it, it blew up so big I could I could make money off of it. So uh, it, it sort of just happened by accident. But, um, yeah, I do uh, – I try to do daily shows. <laughs> I'm not always consistent with that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I cover topics in MMA. It's a cartoon format. Um, I uh, do a little fake interviews with fighters and and uh, make fun of the news of the, the week, kind of daily show style. So. That's definitely cool. Um, I was gonna say, like, like I said, I, I've, I've been a fan since pretty much the beginning. I've been following. I wanted to, you know, definitely. Uh, I gave you a shout out and wanted to thank you a lot because you helped me with my uh, a little pet project I have called Project Appreciation. And uh, you know, I was bugging you enough on uh, YouTube and Facebook, and you were kind enough to, you know, to mention uh, the blog article that I did on it, and you did it on. You know, real quick mention on the show, put the logo up there and had the link in that. So I was definitely appreciative of that. You know, so, you know, you definitely have a, a following. Um, you know, some people love you. Some people love to hate you. Um, you know, just what are your thoughts on uh, on any influence you may have on the casual MMA viewer as well as uh, on how people view MMA today? 
Um, it's interesting. I I never really thought that I would influence people or uh, or make some sort of impact on the sport. Um, it, it always still to this day kind of blows me away when you know somebody like uh, a fighter or you know somebody involved with the sport is like, oh hey, you know we watched the show. Or uh, I recently did an interview with John Hackleman from the pit and uh before the interview um he was like hey man man, i love the show we watch it at the pit all the time and i'm just thinking like man that is just so crazy that you know you've got you know fighters and coaches and stuff watching it um i don't know how much i influenced the sport um i've never had much much of an ego i don't don't really uh hold myself in in too high a a status but um it is kind of cool to be sort of part of the um just the community, you know. Uh, I do feel like I'm part of the MMA community. I don't, I don't think I'm um, changing people's minds about anything. But I do think that, you know, it's fun to to have somebody that can, you know, poke fun at topics in the sport that maybe people are taking a little more seriously, or just sort of, sort of give it a little more lighthearted look. Um, and that's all I'm trying to do. You know, I I try to keep it as light as possible and. Uh, if that if that brightens somebody's day and and um, brings a little light on a topic, that's that's all I could ever ask for. Hey Tommy, I, I want to ask you. You know, we've. Oh, sorry, Jeff. I just I just want to. Uh, I was going to just. I, I was going to let you introduce and uh, do your questions there, and I was going to have you do the MMA barn uh, promo. But go ahead, ask your questions first, definitely. Yeah, no, I just wanted to ask Tommy because we we've had. Uh, I mean, with MMA, we always have crazy stuff going on. And there's been some crazy stuff going on recently, like uh, Dave Herman arrest, BJ Penn got arrested, uh, Sheldon Silver got arrested. I'm, I'm sensing a pattern here, but uh, I didn't know if uh, what issues you know that have just come out recently that Tommy is maybe thinking about doing. Tommy, what do you, what are you considering doing for upcoming shows? You know, with, uh, with controversial topics. Yeah, I mean, some things I uh, I try to avoid if they're just too dark, you know, uh, or or if I feel like they're not really, I don't know, just something I want to touch on. Um, like, for instance, uh, when, you know, with Mayhem Miller, when he was getting arrested and all that stuff was right. going on, I was like, man, you know, this, this seems a bit, I don't know, it just, you know, I felt bad for the guy. I felt like maybe this guy's got some sort of uh, issues he needs to work out, so I didn't want to kick him while he was right. down. And then you got something like John Jones where, you know, I feel like it's it's almost too big to not cover, and um, and you know that's the kind of thing I, I feel like I can really you know, poke poke fun at. But um, yeah, as far as recent news, uh, I was I've definitely been thinking about the BJ Penn story just because uh, I I so rarely get to use BJ Penn, and I I do a pretty decent BJ Penn impression, uh, so that that crossed my mind. Um, the uh, politician from New York will probably come up, I would imagine, uh, since that's such a big, you know, battleground for MMA right now. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know about the Dave Herman one. I might, I probably won't do that. I, I try to stay within uh, the UFC <clears throat> or current UFC fighters or you know fighters that are, I mean, BJ Penn's a legend. So I, I try to keep it around, sure. uh, uh, you know, that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm always looking at the news every day constantly i'm on all the forums uh just looking for any sort of nugget that i can exploit for humor i suppose all right uh 
Yeah, Jeff, you, you wanted me to talk about MMA Barn. That's our that's our sponsor, uh, MMA, or it's somebody we're, we're affiliated with, MMABarn.org. Uh, if you're thinking about getting anything in terms of MMA apparel uh, or equipment, that's the place to go. Um, we've had uh, Eddie Dowd on the show, and uh, he's a great guy. He's the uh, proprietor of MMABarn.org, and um, so he's always looking for, for the latest and greatest deals. So if you and if you get on the site and you decide you want to buy something, if you use D A M M A G E, if you use our name uh, as the code, you get free shipping. So it doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. That's a little promo. Okay, and uh, I was going to say, oh, yeah, I definitely I, I like doing that at the top of the show. I kind of forgot about it, and I apologize, but uh, I figured uh, we can segue since uh, something you did talk about, and if uh, Tommy wants to talk as uh, the creator or as in the Tommy persona, that's fine, but uh, I'd like to get some uh, some thoughts on the current topics like uh, <clears throat> like Ted was bringing up here. I uh, definitely want to talk about uh, what we could call a recap of UFC uh, Conor McGregor or UFC Boston 2, UFC Fight Night 59, <laughs> whatever you want to call about it. So, uh, so, Ted, what were your thoughts on that? Who were the winners? Who were the losers? And uh, Tommy will let you... Uh, Give your thoughts as well after Ted done. Well, I mean, yeah, with, with Conor McGregor, I mean, obviously the the, the biggest winner of all for that night, uh, you know, that that win got him the uh, the shot against Jose Aldo, uh, or as Conor likes to call him, Jose, or whatever else he said. He's got the body of a twelve year old, which I thought was pretty funny. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's the the clear winner there. I mean, he got what one hundred and seventy thousand dollars plus another fifty in. Uh, in in bonus money. So the guy's cleaning up. I mean, we, we know he is the golden boy of the UFC. Uh, but I mean, really a great win over, over Dennis Seaver. Um, it made him look like an amateur, like, like he didn't really belong in there. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, this, this sets up the, the shot with, uh, Jose Aldo and, uh, Jeff, you and I were talking before the show about, you know, how Dana White had talked about Croke Park, that, uh, huge arena in Dublin. Um, I just think it's, and you know, and you were saying, Jeff, that uh, you were wondering, you know, why they couldn't make the deal work. And, you know, I think the weather is a big issue. I mean, mm-hmm. who wants to fight in the rain? You know, I mean, you can do it in football and uh, some other sports, yeah. but uh, yeah. it just MMA doesn't work in the rain, I don't think. Um, flipping all over the canvas and everything. So, you know, that doesn't work. Uh, so there's too much of, a, of an issue with that. And, and just Las Vegas, is, you know, is their backyard. It's so easy to get a fight in Las Vegas for the USC. You know, they just snap their fingers and they've got it. And they know it's going to be a sellout. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know why he would, you know, he's saying they might lose some pay-per-view. I think you do. You know, when, you, when you're in a different time zone and, uh, you know, and your biggest market is here in the United States, you, you do lose some pay-per-view. Uh, when you when you do one in a different country, so um, yeah, I mean I'm just excited to see the fight. I'm, I don't care where it is, you know. I mean I thought it would be awesome for for uh, all the Irish folks, you know, if it was if it was in Dublin. I mean, but Conor McGregor's all, already the most most popular guy in the country, I think, at this point, you know. So I can't remember. So much has happened yeah. since then. I can't remember who else fought on that card. Oh, it's Cerrone. That's right, Cerrone. Cerrone and, yeah. Uh, and uh, Ben Henderson, uh, yeah, the fight was a little lackluster. Um, I did think uh, most people people were yelling at me on YouTube saying, uh, you know, that um, they thought uh, Ben Henderson won. Um, you know, I thought, you know, maybe if he used the toothpick, he would have won. But I don't think he, 
I don't think he won the fight. Um, I gave him one round. I think it was the second round. Um, I just thought Cerrone, you know, was always advancing. He was always aggressive. And uh, I thought he had the harder shots. And he had those takedowns, although he didn't do a lot with them. So I, I thought he did enough to win. I mean, you squeaked it out, but he won. Tommy, uh, what are your thoughts on all things UFC Conor McGregor? I mean, UFC Boston. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought it was a it was a fun card. Um, yeah, it's always cool, the whole atmosphere in in Boston, uh, especially when you have Conor McGregor fighting. Uh, you know, and and they brought everybody over. I mean, it was seriously like it was it was UFC Dublin in Boston again. You know what I mean? Like they they brought mm-hmm. everybody back over. They had uh, Kyle Pendry. They had uh, Patrick Houlihan and stuff. It, it, yeah, it was just a really cool. Um, Irish heritage and stuff. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, Uriah Hall, I know he fought, you know, Ron Stallings, who I don't even know who that is still. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I mean, he's he a fighter, just, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mean to disrespect Ron. I'm sure he's, I mean, I, I props for going in there and taking that fight that quick. Um, yeah. When he is on, man, Uriah Hall is terrifying, and I don't know. I feel like he's finally hitting his stride. I, I'm really excited. I know people were so excited when he first got in because of the Ultimate Fighter season, and then, you know, he had a couple of eh, not-so-exciting performances, and and people didn't, you know, he, they jumped off that bandwagon, but, man, he's just got so many tools, and uh, I don't know. It was just cool seeing him uh, lately starting to – light up a little bit. Um, I wanted, like, 12 more rounds of the Cerrone-Henderson uh, fight. I felt like it, it, it was weird seeing those guys in a three-round fight together. It, it just didn't feel right. Like, I felt like the fight was incomplete. Um, just left a really bad taste in my mouth. Uh, and then, of mm-hmm. course, Conor McGregor, I mean, just looked, you know, incredible. I thought the uh, the after-fight stuff was, was awesome and, you know, jumping out there. It was it was such a it was such a great move. Um you know, it's that's gonna be every single promo for that fight. You know, every single commercial mm-hmm. is gonna have, you know, him jumping out into the audience and, and screaming in Jose's face. And it's funny, a lot of people were like, Oh man, Jose should have said something back or, you know, whatever. I thought it was like the perfect play by Jose to just act like he's like the coolest dude ever. He didn't even care. Um it was such a mm-hmm. great contrast you know you've got this just madman screaming in your face and you got this guy just sort of giggling at him uh but no i cannot wait to see that fight uh but yeah it was it was a lot of fun that was a really fun um fight night it sounds like it did really really well in terms of uh cable cable numbers so uh best ratings ever for for fox sports one yeah yeah so i mean if, if that doesn't tell you, uh, you know, if Conor McGregor's got that drawing power, I'm really interested to see how that pay-per-view does uh, between him and Jose. But, yeah, uh, that was a, that was a fun night. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, th- I loved it. I mean, I had a friend of mine uh, from the Johnstown area, uh, Brandon Alexander, went there. He said it was a madhouse even afterward. Um, you know, it's uh, – my thoughts on the Henderson-Sroney fight, like I said, it was like – you guys are saying to me it seemed more like a friendly sparring session than an actual fight and you know taking nothing away from those two guys i like them both uh fans of them both but it's just it it just didn't seem like there was an urgency or anything other than a a friendly sparring match and uh you know you were saying about ron stallings he's actually he's the instructor of uh uh, eddie uh dowd there are uh 
you know, the, from MMABarn.org. We had him on last week, and he was saying how um, he was. He actually, Eddie was up in Boston, so yeah. So, and Joe was saying some things about Stallings. I give him credit, and actually, I mean, even though he did have a deep cut in his eye, it's possible he may be off his medical suspension before Uriah Hall is, because they said Uriah could be out for up to six months because of his knee. So, yeah, that was kind of an interesting fight there. Um, as well as with uh, the Cajal Pendred uh, Sean Spencer fight, you know, and uh, Cerrone uh, Henderson, those were two that people said should have went the other way, and to the point where uh, the UFC actually reportedly gave Sean Spencer his win bonus uh, for that fight because, uh, it, according to him uh, on Twitter, I saw that. But definitely, yeah, Conor McGregor defeating uh, Dennis Seaver was amazing. Um, I think it was maybe a little, you know, even though that's going to be the promo, I think it may have been a little scripted what happened after the fight. It, uh, you know, just seemed a little WWE-ish. Not that I didn't love it. Uh, but my main thing, like, uh, you know, I was telling Ted is, uh, other than the rain factor, I just, I'm upset that it's not going to happen in, in uh, Dublin because uh, I feel that nowhere else in the world is, is, is that fight going to mean as much as it would in, in Dublin. And, and I think Eddie said that last week, too. And it's like, you're not going to sell out a stadium in Brazil. Um, there's 80,000 seats in Croke Park as compared to the 16,800 max capacity of the MGM Grand. So that's like five times more potential, you know, people to attend live. So that would shatter, that would double uh, Montreal. Um, and even if they do lose a certain amount of money for having a pay-per-view in another country due to whatever is involved with that. I believe the whole country of Ireland would be on lockdown and just be watching that. Whoever's not at the event would be watching it, and that should make up for whatever that Dana White feels that he would lose. And like I said, it's just, I mean, they're talking about this is the McGregor era, and he's a superstar in the UFC. I felt they should have just thrown the people of Ireland a bone like that. But um, rather than rambling on, I just, uh, we'll, we'll like, uh, Pick another topic here, Ted. Is there other than that? What are your thoughts on the upcoming UFC Stockholm? Because there are some really important fights on this. Other than not even just talking about the the light heavyweight uh, title eliminator uh, match between Gustafson and Johnson. There's also Dan Henderson and Musashi in a, a pretty uh, significant uh, middleweight fight for the two of them. Musashi feels it's. Uh, winner go home kind of a thing. Henderson says he's not going anywhere, whether he loses. And then there's also Phil Davis and Ryan Bader. So I'm going to hear uh, Ted's thoughts on UFC Stockholm and then uh, yours also, Tommy. Yeah, uh, well, if I could just add, Jeff, one thing uh, about sure. uh, Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo. Word was uh, that the UFC asked Aldo to, you know, enter the cage after, you know, if Conor McGregor were to win. They wanted the two of them mm -hmm. to face off in, in the cage, and, and Aldo... Uh, you know, saying, oh, I'm, I, he said something about he's superstitious, he doesn't like to do that type of thing. So I guess that got back to Conor McGregor, and, and I guess he decided, heck, I, if I win, I'm just jumping the cage and I'm going to get it in the face. I mean, I could see how you could, you could, you know, you could view it as it was kind of a WWE-type move, but, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, he just, he made it happen anyway. Like, you know, it's kind of like one of these, it's like an alpha move, like, Oh, this this guy's not going to get in the cage with me. Well, after that, I'm going to I'm going to go after him then, you know. And it, and okay. uh, Tommy's right. It it makes for great uh, footage. I mean, they'll just they're going to use the hell out of that thing. Oh, that um, was good. Anyway, them. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But to, yeah, to go to Stockholm because I know we're we're tight for time here. 
Yeah, Gus versus AJ. Um, well, UFC, yeah, has told Gustafson, uh, you know, that he'll get the shot if he, if he beats Anthony Johnson. I don't know if Anthony Johnson, uh, if the same is, can be said for him. I don't know if he gets the shot against John Jones if he beats Gus. I, I'm, I haven't seen that anywhere. But because uh, we know that Gustafson was supposed to get the shot, he got injured, so then Cormier stepped in. So now we're kind of back. We've come full circle. Gus uh, should get the shot again if he if he beats AJ, and I think he will. I think he'll do it. Um, you know, it's uh, Gustafson's. Basically, what it boils down to for me is Gustafson's. Um, you know, his boxing, his technical striking, versus Johnson's power punching. And uh, I think that Gus is going to possibly try to drag him out in deeper waters because AJ, you know, usually has a pretty significant weight cut. Oh, well, he he did when he was a welterweight. I mean, he, but in the pictures that I've seen of him, he's still looking a little chunky. Um, I have to say, you know, I love, I love the guy, but uh, mm-hmm. he's looking like he's carrying some weight. So I think Gus might try to drag him into deeper waters and, and then test his cardio. And, uh, you know, then maybe strike, you know, somewhere in the, you know, really pour it on in the fourth and fifth round and see if you can get a TKO. Um, with, with Hendo versus Musasi, I mean, we've got Hendo, you know, the, the, uh, the KG veteran, Versus Musasi, a guy who's saying that he's rejuvenated. You know, he he, he kind of lost his will to fight there for a while, and he says he, he's back to uh, to his old form. I mean, we'll just we'll just have to see. But we've got a real clash of styles here, you know, because Hendo is, is the heavy-handed wrestler, and Musasi is more of a uh, kickboxer slash BJJ guy. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, but they're but they're uh, it's, it's so it's very interesting. I mean, they're opposites, but but it's it's a good matchup. Um, I can't go against Hendo, though. You know what I mean? Can't go against the guy. He's uh, what is he? Forty-four years old, and he's still going. Um, that's amazing. I, so I, I think I think Henderson's going to win that. I think he's going to knock out Musasi, and then Bader versus Davis. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a snoozer. Two two wrestlers, uh, unless Bader can catch Davis with a punch, because uh, Bader does have some knockout power. Unless he can do that, you know, it's it's going to be wrestler, wrestler versus wrestler. And uh, Bader, I just saw something about him. He's saying, oh, my MMA wrestling is better than, uh, than Phil Davis's wrestling. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win by that. And uh, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But I, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a decision either way. I, I, you know, it's kind of a, a coin flip uh, on this one. Um, so that, that's how I see those three. Okay. Tommy, uh, what are your thoughts you? on uh, upcoming? Um, I, I think it's a great card. Um, one of the great things about working with CounterMove uh, and doing um, these these fantasy MMA breakdown videos is that I get to go through an entire card. Whereas normally, you know, I, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm I'm observing the sport and and you know I'm keeping up with everything, but to actually have to go through and, and look at stats and 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 make determinations on how I think fights are going to go, it really gives me a lot more uh, insight into these cards, and, and it's a lot of fun. And, and this is this is actually a really solid card. The prelims are a lot of fun uh, on this card. There's um, there are quite a few matchups with guys that have tons of finishes. Um, uh, Nikita Krylov, every win he's ever had in his career was a first-round finish. That's incredible. He's had 17 wins yeah. in his career, all first-round finishes. So that should be exciting uh, in the prelims. But then even in the main card um, – I do think that the Phil Davis Bader fight will be. Uh, I think it'll go the distance. I don't. I don't know it'll, if it'll be um, very exciting. Uh, I, I do think I, I picture Phil Davis winning that one. Um, with the co-main event, uh, I you know, 
I don't know. Being 44 years old and he's no longer allowed to do TRT. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Daniel Cormier is just a straight up murderer and he, he tossed him around there like a little kid, uh, you know, and, and Masasi's not going to do that. But Masasi is only 29 years old, has got almost as much experience as Hendo. Um, I just feel like he's not going to get caught by the, you know, shuffle, shuffle, H-bomb that, that Henderson's been throwing lately. Um, I think I think he's going to end up beating him. Uh, I don't know if he finishes him. Henderson's tough, but we'll see. Uh, but I, I don't know. I picture I picture that not one going very well for him. But I mean, Henderson acts like he keeps. You know, he wants to keep fighting. He wants four more fights, and he's looking for a title fight. Still, he said he's still looking for gold. So maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe he's still got it in him. It'll be interesting to see how he does against Masazi, um, since he's so much different than what Cormier was like. And then in the in the main event, I mean, that's just that's all sorts of fun right there. I mean, it, it, Rumble is just. Hot right now, you know, he uh, decimated Phil Davis uh, for three rounds. And then, you know, Gus, everybody wants to see that rematch with Jones because he did so well. Uh, I personally, I went a little bit uh, against the grain on this one um, with my counter move picks. I think that Johnson, I think he might be able to win this one. It, it, the reach advantage is not as uh, staggering as I thought it would be. You know, you think about Gus and you think he's so long and, uh, he only has a one-inch reach advantage. So that kind of sealed the deal for me. I think that Johnson, with his power, uh, he's probably going to – I, I pictured him getting an early stop. You know, I think he gets in there and uh, and roughs him up and, and and gets that title fight with uh, with Jones, which I think would be fascinating. I, I actually would want to see either one of those guys, you know. Um, I think they're the only two dudes left that people can say, oh, you know, with John Jones, obviously he hasn't fought Anthony Johnson yet, so – People would want to see that. But with Gus, not that there were question marks, I thought that Jones won the fight, but it was a good fight. It's the only real tough fight I feel like Jones has had, um, you know, even though Vitor gave him that arm bar and almost got him. And Leoto had, you know, gave him a round or two. But I feel like Gus was in there for most of that fight. So I would definitely like to see that one again. But, yeah, this is, this is a fun card, and, uh, and I can't wait to watch it. Well, you brought up uh, counter move, and I definitely I was getting ready to segue into that anyhow. So you gave me the perfect opportunity there. Um, I'm also I, I went on and I, I I'm a little cheap, so I went on and took uh, part in the free tournament uh, from I believe it's Morenci and Black. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more because you are affiliated with Counter Move and you do host tournaments on there all the time? Tell us about that. And uh, for for those of you who don't know, I'll just give you a quick. Uh, intro and let him talk about it but it's basically if you're into fantasy football or fantasy baseball this is the mma equivalent and townroof.com is one of the up-and-coming uh trendsetters in fantasy mma so uh tell us a little bit about that and then you can uh like i'll, I'll tell you what my picks were because i think i mimicked some of the ones that you just said there but yeah tell us about townroof mma yeah it's um like you said it's a fantasy mma site and uh, it's really cool. You know, when I was first uh, approached by them, I'd never really done fantasy. Well, I've never – I wasn't a big fan of fantasy football. I wasn't a big fan of, you know, fantasy baseball. Uh, and I just wasn't sure about the concept. But, you know, I tried it because they had uh, they'd asked me about it. And, man, it's just so fun. And the thing about it is, you know, you, you it makes every fight matter to you because, you know, you, generally speaking, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but, like, you know, I'll have – you know, friends over that watch the fights or, or family or whatever, and they're in the tournaments too. 
So you're competing against each other. So every fight matters because either you've got somebody on your team or somebody else has somebody on their team. Um, it's 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 a very simple structure. You know, you, you have uh, 25000 for $10. You pick five fighters. Uh, they're all worth varying, you know, values based on their perceived performances for that evening. So if somebody's a heavy favorite that gets a lot of finishes, they're going to be more expensive than somebody who doesn't finish fights very often. Um, and and you're, you're, this is based on performance. Just like fantasy football, you're trying to get the best performances possible. So ideally, you know, your your fighters, all five of your fighters would get first-round finishes. If you've got every fighter on your on your team getting first-round finishes, you're probably going to be doing pretty well in your tournament. So uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of the concept of it, and uh, it, it's just it's a blast. I love doing it. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I dabble with that. Sometimes uh, I, I you know, buy in. Sometimes you can get ones that are a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, all the way up. I've seen some go as high as like fifty, and you know they seem amazing. Some of the payouts are, are incredible. Um, like like I believe you, I, mean, I, I didn't check all of them on there, but I, I, so what are some of the ones? Uh, the payout, total payouts of the games that you're hosting for this event. Yeah, so like with this event, um, I've got a $25 tourney. I have I, the, the Tommy tourneys are always the the big tourneys, um, and so it's $25, uh, you know, to to play, and the winner is taking home a thousand, um, and it pays up to the top 77 spots. So um, and it varies based on the size of the event. You know, like UFC 183, I can't, I mean, off the top of my head, I'd have to look at my, my tournament here, but, um, you know, it'll have a pretty substantial payout. Um, you know, there, there are, there's bigger tournaments, there's smaller tournaments. You've got yeah. free tournaments. You can actually make your own tournaments as well. So if you and your friends just want to put a tournament together, it doesn't have to be worth anything, you know what I mean? You can just go in there and, and use the the uh, the format that the county was provided. But, uh, yeah, all sorts of different games for all sorts of different types of people. Uh, there's always, like, a, a free roll, you know, kind of fantasy game where, you know, like their, uh, the fantasy game for this coming event tomorrow, uh, that's a free roll. Winner gets 150 bucks, and, you know, you, you didn't pay anything mm-hmm. to get into it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, they've got all that's, this variety. That's the one that I'm in. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was going to say, you have one here. You have a, a $10,000 payout. You're saying there's a $2,000 payout, Tommy Toll Tournament, and a $1,000 payout total. Uh, our good friend Crooklyn there, she's got a $10,000 uh, payout one. Natasha Wicks has one. But like I said, the one I got was uh, I got in that free roll this time. I was being cheap. Uh, payday's not yet. So uh, last time I was close uh, in, one, in one of them free rolls, I was 10th out of uh, however many that they have, like 500 or something like that. So it was uh, – or maybe it was more than that, but yeah, I, I just missed the money and, and it was exciting. You know, it made a, an event that I wasn't really that some of the fights I wasn't interested in, but I, I did really well. And uh, this time I, I, like I said, I think I mimicked some of the ones you did. I went with uh, Konstantin Irokin, Sultan Aliyev. I don't know how to pronounce some of these names. Uh, Mirsad Bektik, Nikita Krylov, and, and then I went with Anthony Johnson. So hopefully that gets me some of that free roll money uh, this time. That'd be sweet. Yeah, those are solid picks, man. All those guys are very high finish rates, so hopefully you get in there, man. Okay, cool. Hey, hey Tommy, um, I, I, I got a say, question uh, for you. Yeah, go ahead, Ted. I was yeah, just going to get you in on this. I didn't want you to feel left out. <laughs> yeah, I feel left out, man. Uh, no, I just I just want to ask. Go ahead. You know, what were you I'm saying now? Uh, too familiar. 
I'm not too familiar with the site, so I wanted to know for for those who are considering it. I mean, there is uh, you've got to pay in some money. Is that right to to join Counter Move? Is that is that, yeah, is that right? Not a little bit. Can you start that again? I couldn't hear you. Okay, it, I'm asking if. All right, I just wanted to know. You know, uh, there's there's like a fee. There's probably a fee to join the website. So I, I wanted to know, uh, Tommy. Tell me, uh, you know, what what is that? I uh, know it, it's free to join. Uh, it's free to sign up. You know, you sign oh, okay. up. Um, yeah, and and yeah, you'll have an account that you can put you know cash into to play the different games. But you could play free rolls um, the whole entire time if you wanted to. You, you wouldn't have to necessarily put anything forth. Um, you know, to to play those games. Um, okay. But yeah, no, it, there's uh, and and even the own, your own tournaments that you make for yourself. If you wanted to just, like I said, use the format that they provided and make your own games, you know, those are you can you have the option to make those uh, a zero dollar entry fee. Uh, so sure. yeah, uh, it it's honestly just depends on what you want. Any kind of type of fantasy game that you would want, they they provide for you. They've got high roller ones. They've got uh, smaller games, free games. It's 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 really great the the variety that they provide. Huh. So if I but if I wanted to make some decent money, th- those games are the ones you have to put money into. Is that is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like uh, you know, some of the free rolls uh can get pretty big depending on the event and stuff. Um, huh. but yeah, like my tournament is the one that's always the big money tournament. It's usually about a twenty five dollar entry. Um, and it usually has a pretty long payout. So. Uh, for instance, like if uh, there's been times where like the top 100 and something paid out, so if you mm-hmm. were in like 167th place, you'd still you'd make you'd make your money back and then a little bit more, um, and then the top spot is that you know that sweet spot where it's uh, a significant number, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. Um, so yeah, and then there, there's uh, slightly smaller games. You know, it's like five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five. Uh, sometimes you do fifty. This depends. Um, you know, on sort of the event and and the uh, the 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 perceived turnout of uh, of the event, but uh, yeah, yeah, there, there's tons of variety. But yeah, there is a there, there's some some uh, significant payouts uh, on some of the bigger tourneys. Hmm. Yeah, sorry about that. I just I don't know if that was my problem with the technical difficulty there or yours, but I apologize that I, I couldn't hear you for a moment, Ted. So if I was talking, oh, over that's you, right. I'm sorry. About that. Yeah, is uh, we got about. Six to eight minutes left here. Is there anything else you want to hit on, uh, Ted, before we uh, go into the final uh, thoughts? And I'll, I'll let Tommy give his links, and then we'll try to hit him up for a promo in uh, the Tommy Toehold voice so you can say, you know, watch the damage report Fridays at 11. Uh, so what are your final thoughts, uh, Ted? And- uh, well, I just, yeah, I want to just talk briefly about uh, MMA in New York, you know, with this guy, Sheldon Silver, now facing federal charges. I think, uh People are pretty happy about that. <laughs> I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the guy was the uh, was the arch enemy of the UFC and of MMA in New York, uh, pretty much single handedly, you know, uh, as you put Jeff uh, before the show, holding it hostage. And uh, you know, now um, you know it's uh, it's come back to him. And uh, you know, there's there's been talk that uh, you know about this culinary union. That the culinary union is at odds with with Zufa. You know, um, because they want the uh, station casinos, which um, the Fertitas also own. They want that unionized, and so they, they've been at um, they've been providing the opposition for the UFC in, in New York. I don't know if there's a connection between Sheldon Silver and, and the Culinary Union, 
but the guy apparently, you know, according to the feds, was was taking money from somebody. I guess it was some some law firms or something. Oh, but hey, I mean, here's one other thing I want to talk about quickly. Talk about karma. A lot of people have been sure. saying on the uh, on the message boards, Ben Henderson finally got his because he had so many close decisions that went his way, and finally he uh-huh. lost one that maybe he should have won, maybe he shouldn't shouldn't have, but uh, you know he finally uh, he finally lost a close decision. You know, because I thought that uh, a couple of those fights with uh, with um, Frankie Edgar could have gone Edgar's way. Uh, the Gilbert Melendez uh-huh. fight. Um, some people said the Josh Thompson fight. So he had so many fights that were, he squeaked out in his close decisions. And people were like, oh, yeah, well, finally you got a decision that didn't go his way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just I thought that was an interesting uh, interesting observation. I, I had to I had to bring that up. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just been crazy lately with MMA. Huh? Okay. As part of the thing, before I let you uh, go into your final thoughts there, Tommy, and we'll, uh, we'll give you give out your links. Is uh, uh, Ted and I are going to be giving away a signed uh, Jessica Evil Eye Tops trading card today. And I said that part of what it is is the giveaway is going to be someone who's listening to the show right now is going to have to pay attention to the answer of this question I'm going to ask you, and then they're going to have to be the first person to post it on my Facebook page whenever I provide the area. Uh, so here, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it a two-part question regarding UFC 183. Who are your picks for the main event with Anderson Silva versus Nick Diaz, and who do you think is going to win between Misha Tate and Sarah McMahon? You there, Tommy? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> Did you want me to answer that for a second? Yeah, yeah, that's because your answers are going to be what uh, gets somebody assigned just get UI card. Who, who are you picking to win against Silva and Diaz, and who do you think is going to win between Tate and McMahon? Dang. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say I, it, it pains me to even pick on the, the Diaz-Silva fight. Um, I really – it does. I mean, I, I, love, I love both of those guys so freaking much, and they've basically made my entire career – um, I, I honestly, I think Anderson's size is going to be a little bit of a problem um, with Nick. I, I feel like unless I just miss the mark and, and uh, you know, Anderson's more susceptible to knockouts because of the, the previous fights with, with Weidman and, and maybe he's not, you know, the same after the injury, I, I would I, – it's hard to pick against Anderson Silva. I think he's the best fighter of all time. Um, so I think Anderson Silva wins that fight. Um, in terms of McMahon and Misha Tate, um, McMahon is is just on another level in terms of um, you know as an athlete. I feel like I like Misha Tate a lot, and I think he's a great competitor. Um, I think it goes to a decision, but I I think uh, I think McMahon takes that one uh, pretty decisively. Okay. So those are my those are my picks. Okay, so that's you heard that there. It's going to be the two answers that we need are Anderson Silva and Sarah McMahon. Um, good friend of the show, a friend of mine, Blake Rice, is actually Sarah McMahon's coach, and he also he's a referee on occasion for the UFC. And uh, he uh, he's staking his beard. He has a, a beard that he hasn't shaved for a while, and he's putting his beard up. He said if Misha Tate wins, he's shaving the beard. Uh, so hopefully he won't have to shave it. I mean, Misha, uh, I kind of get into a little bit of a back and forth with her uh with Mr. Tate, aka Brian Caraway. So uh he, he doesn't like me very much and he's uh 
publicly said so on Facebook <laughs> in response to some <laughs> of the things I've said. So, and, and I think it's because Misha was flirting with me a couple of times. I've seen her in photos that friends have posted that she was with, and I know she was she was uh, flirting with me through the photos. So maybe that. But yeah, I, I'm picking McMahon. I'm also begrudgingly I'm picking Silva. Ted, do you agree with that? Uh, no, I don't, Jeff. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm picking Diaz. I, I have Diaz. Uh, oh, you got that Nick? one. Yeah, I got Nick Diaz. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared, homie. It, it's... Uh, yeah, no, I got Diaz. And uh, let's see. Uh, 